Mankind's definition of freedom is very different from God's. From God's perspective, the whole world is enslaved. Learn how the world has been taken captive and how you can achieve true freedom. Next, on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. A few years ago, I wrote a booklet, A World in Captivity, and this world does not understand that that, science, education, religion, they do not understand that. And yet, the Bible is just filled with that subject. It's one of the biggest subjects in the Bible. And yet, almost nobody understands it. Many years ago, Patty Hearst from a wealthy family was kidnapped. And they, of course, when they kidnapped her, then they brainwashed her. And finally, she began to accept that what they were saying and believed it, and even robbed a bank with them and other things like that. And so that's a powerful brainwashing, but it's nothing compared to how mankind has been kidnapped for 6,000 years. They've been in captivity for 6,000 years or around that number. Now, Scriptures talk about the children of disobedience. Ephesians 2 and verse 2, and then 2 Timothy 2 and verse 26 talks about many taken captive by him at his will. In other words, Satan can take them captive anytime he wills, many of them. Now, that's a certainly a frightening scripture if you believe. God, and you believe in, in the Bible, which you can prove is certainly God's Word. Satan is the God of this world, 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4. He's deceived the whole world, Revelation 12 and verse 9, yet people don't believe that, not the way they should anyhow. Herbert Armstrong had three liberal colleges, and he Use the analogy of a movie. We're we're just now at the end of man's rule over man. It's like we just have that slice of the movie, the last part of it, the last little sliver of the six thousand years. That's all we see usually, and yet man has been held captive to Satan the devil for six thousand years. Here's what Herbert Armstrong wrote, and I'll read it to you. Quote, you live in a world almost 6,000 years on its course of history. You see the world as it is today at this advanced stage of civilization, with its systems of organized society. If we are to understand what is happening in this world and why we must backtrack 6,000 or more years, we must bring into view the origins, the causes, the events that went before and led up to the perplexities of our day. In no other way can we understand the present and look into the future. Winston Churchill always said, well, you, the further you can look back into the past, the further you can look into the future. And that's true. But you have to make sure you understand the past. If you get the premise wrong, you get everything wrong. You have to see the whole movie. That's how he illustrated this. So, uh, if we simply cannot understand the present without 
the knowledge of origins. And yet today we have evolution as the beginning of life. Even religions accept it, but with God saying, well, He was the first cause, He just worked through evolution. But that's not what the Bible says. And they're rejecting what, what it says in the Bible. That's not biblical. And they're going back to an origin that is a theory and it's false and it can never be proved. Never, because it isn't true. Another quick quote from the false premise Countless mistakes in human reasoning and knowledge arise. Evolution is really the distorted prism through which modern thinkers view our entire world, resulting in untold error. Untold error. And he concludes by saying, I have learned that basic or original truth is revealed truth, Mr. Armstrong said. Without it, you are left devoid of the knowledge of reality. Evolution cannot explain the problems and frightening state of humanity. You cannot understand any purpose for human life. Your very existence is without meaning. In other words, there's no, no design and no purpose in your life if you look at evolution. But there is, if you look at the beginning, the real beginning of Adam and Eve and what it all means. It's the most inspiring truth in the Bible, really. If you, in, if you see it all in one, the, the whole movie. So you can prove all these things I'm saying. I'm not telling you anything that you can't prove. But evolution rejects the true origin. And see, if we get that wrong, we get it all wrong. That's just a lesson we've learned from life and history. So uh, the, uh, the purpose of human life is important. We have to know that. Why is man here? What, what, it, what is his purpose? Well, we have a booklet on the proof of the Bible that explains that to you. But let me read to you John 1 and verse 1. Many people think the Bible narrative begins with Genesis 1 and verse 1. It does not. It actually begins with John, the, uh, the Gospel of John 1 and verse 1. Let me read that to you. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So that's the, the Logos, the Word, is the spokesman of the Godhead. That's, that's what it's saying. But it says that He was with God. That doesn't mean place or space. It means He was with, he was with God the Father. He was becoming, in this very chapter, God. they were becoming the Father and the Son. And yet throughout eternity the Word had been in submission to God, the One that became the Father. Now that's that's something critical to understand. So, if you look at, uh, let's say, the uh, creation of the angels, they were actually created before the material universe, and they learned about that, what, that that was going to be created in Job 38. You can read that. So, the angels were made immortal. They have minds, they can reason, and yet 
They, they had to build character to be able to follow God, and they failed. Lucifer and one-third of the angels failed because they would not develop the character that they needed to rule over the earth. God was training them and getting them ready to rule the whole universe, and they failed. So these angels were created by fiat. They were not created the way man is, but they were created individually. Notice Ezekiel 28 and verse 14, You, Lucifer, are the anointed cherub that covers, and I have set you so. You were upon the holy mountain of God. You have walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. That's quite a beginning, that here he was right there with God. God was teaching him the greatest archangel ever created. God was training him to rule the earth and then lead all the angels to rule the universe. But oh, how that did fail! And then God had to come up with another plan. You can see Isaiah 14, verse 12, How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? That's the kind of power he has. God tells you a lot about him. Verse 13, he says, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. He was going to kick God off the throne. That was his plan. And of course, he got into a lot of false reasoning and somehow worked on all of those angels that were here on this earth and deceived them into following him. That's quite a story. See, he was, he was going to take over from the Most High. Satan means adversary. He became God's adversary. Look again at the very first verses in the Bible. We wrote, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, Genesis 1 and verse 1. That was after, the, again, the angelic creation. Then He created the heavens and the earth, it should read, heavens. And God is not the author of confusion, so that, that was quite a creation. Verse 2, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Well, now, what happened from verse 1 to verse 2? Everything was fine in verse 1, but then in verse 2 we see everything was without form and void. Tohu and Bohu, just a total waste and confusion and desolation. The angels had rebelled in verse 2. And how long between those two verses, we don't know, but it certainly is something we need to understand because it says in Isaiah 45 and verse 18 that He created it not in vain. That is, the earth and the heavens. It wasn't created in vain. And where it says, the earth was without form and void, it should read, it became without form and void. It became that way after Lucifer's rebellion and all of the angels, one-third of them. But notice verse 26 of that same chapter. It reads, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl, and so on. So we're not after the animal kind, we're after, created after the God kind. We have God's features. 
And He says we're going to have His image or His character. He's now building some character in His first fruits. But the really big project has not yet started with all mankind who have ever lived. God is going to give everybody a chance to know God. Now, this, you need to think about this because this is where it really all started. The origin started here. You need to know, well, what about God and what about the angels? What about that? That's also tied in to this beginning. God just keeps us looking back, back, back. And Mr. Armstrong used to talk about the two trees all the time, taking uh, quite often, he'd take us back to, uh, I was a student of his, and uh, he would take us back into uh, the time of Adam and Eve to the origin. Where did they go wrong? What happened? Well, Satan deceived them. That's what happened. He got to them. And here's what uh, they were challenged with. God gave them a chance to actually replace Satan on his throne. Adam had to choose. Well, let's see now. Do I take this government of this uh, deceitful Satan that is talking to me, or do I listen to God? Now, remember, these Adam and Eve, they are the, the uh, beginning of all the creation of all mankind. And God, see, they are our parents. And God says, Now, okay, since you you turned away from me and you rejected me. I'm going to cut you off from God. I'm going to cut you off because of your rebellion. And that is still true today. He's cut man off, except for the first fruits that are being called out to rule with Jesus Christ on David's throne and be a helpmeet to Jesus Christ in. Converting all of humanity who's ever lived if they are willing to submit to God. Notice Genesis 3. Here it talks about now the serpent was more subtle than any beast in the field which the eternal God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, as God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said, Well, unto the serpent, Well, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden which included the tree of life, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. In other words, the tree of the, of, uh, the knowledge of good and evil or the tree of death. They chose that tree to eat from that tree, and God forbade them to do that. You can go on and read that story, but let me tell you, this is the beginning of this present evil world. That's the beginning. Go ahead and read through verse 7. Adam and Eve had the greatest opportunity that anybody has ever had, and they failed to take advantage of that opportunity. They were really just choosing to do their own thing. All humanity came out of Adam and Eve. Now, that's, we, we, Certainly need to know that. But again, get back to 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4. Satan is the god of this world, and he's blinded everybody else to God's glorious gospel and plan to recreate himself in man. Genesis 1 and verse 26. Lucifer and the angels failed, so now. He realized that only God can be trusted, so he's actually recreating himself in man. 
never an angel or the animals. Not at all. See, Satan had a throne, and, and uh, Adam and Eve had a chance to replace him on that throne. And, but this, this was a God's master plan. He was going to give them an opportunity for that. But if they turned from God and forsook Him, then He would cut off mankind from the tree of life. And we, have, we are still cut off today except for those first fruits that I talked about. 2 Timothy 3, verses 1 through 4 says this This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Does that sound like God's way of life? Well, we know it isn't. That's just the opposite, but that's the way it is in this end time. How do you explain that? You have to know about that origin. God has cut man off from God, and He wants to know what they will do apart from God. He wants to show them what will happen and how they will fail miserably. That's what He wants them to learn. Revelation 12 and verse 12 says, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knows he has but a short time. This is prophecy for our day today. It's for our time right now. You could say God has paid the ransom for those people who are kidnapped by the sacrifice of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, to pay for our physical and spiritual sins for all mankind who's ever lived. And He had to be beaten and had the crucifixion and the savage treatment where it says He was marred more than any man. That's why we've gone through 6,000 years being apart from God. And now Jesus Christ and God the Father had to pay the price for those sins by sending Jesus Christ to this world. For God so loved the world that He, he sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to this earth to pay for our sins, John 3 and verse 16. So Adam just succumbed to Satan's way of choosing. Okay, I'll, we kind of like that. We can do our own thing. We can have our own religion, our own government, our own science. And hey, we don't have to submit to God. And look what that has done. Just look around at this earth in this end time and see what happened. Man cannot rule over man. That's the lesson he's teaching us the hard way. And people don't understand that. We're in captivity to the devil because we've rejected God throughout the ages, really. We've had other opportunities to repent, but, well, there hasn't been much of that going on. See, people say they'll give you liberty today, but they don't know what liberty is. Revelation 3 and verse 21, To him that overcomes will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame. 
God has left Satan on His throne until the Second Coming, because only Christ qualified to replace Him on the throne over this earth. Christ was the second Adam. He succeeded, and we have to follow Him. Now He's calling His first fruits out to give them a challenge and an opportunity to help Him rule over the earth and the whole universe if they will just submit to Him and proclaim His message and get His message out to the world. He qualified in Matthew 4 in that titanic struggle, and at the same time He gave the world a fierce warning, a fierce warning about what would happen to them. And uh, let me just read a, another quote from Mr. Armstrong. Since God's purpose is to reproduce Himself, expand the God family. And since it shall be the world ruling family, then the kingdom of God will be the born family of God ruling the entire world. No religion on earth understands this pivotal truth. It is a deceived world held captive by Satan. Nobody has understood this. Not religion, not science, not education, nobody. But notice what, what God is going to do for us in the end. Acts 3 and verse 20 and 21 says this, And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution or restoring of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all His holy prophets since the world began." So God is going to restore all things the way it was when Lucifer was on this earth, keeping God's government. But then he rebelled, and of course, what happened? Well, look at Psalm 82 and verse 5. It says, All the foundations of the earth are out of course. All of them, all of the foundations are out of course. This this earth is ready to be destroyed with nuclear bombs, Matthew 24, verses 21 and 22. There would be no flesh saved alive, the Moffat says, the Moffat translation, unless Jesus Christ returned to stop it. And he's about to have to do that. There would be no flesh saved alive. Just think about this. God is restoring that government. He's going to restore His government, and He's going to have a government in place. He has to have a government in place when He returns. And then they're ready to rule the earth. You can read about that in Isaiah 66. This world, the civilization that we have is faulty. Its systems are faulty. Its social Customs are faulty. It has poverty and death and war. And Jesus Christ is coming back to reform the world. He's not going to change this world. He's going to create a new civilization, a great, wonderful world tomorrow that is going to be ruled by God the Father, Jesus Christ, and all those people, those first fruits that have proven themselves worthy of, of an opportunity to help Christ sit on His throne in the world tomorrow. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. Mankind's definition of freedom is very different from God's. From God's perspective, the whole world is enslaved. 
Learn how the world has been taken captive and how you can achieve true freedom. All mankind is in captivity, yet they don't even know it. Request our free reprint article, A World in Captivity, to expose the master kidnapper of the human race. Learn how the devil leads people to choose slavery over freedom. Understand how this evil spirit being has tricked all humanity into thinking they are free, even while they are suffering in slavery. This is the deadliest deception in world history. Uncover the faulty foundations of this present evil world. The enslavement of mankind started with the very first man and woman. Ever since, every aspect of human civilization has veered horribly off track. Every single day, our major institutions are being exposed as frauds. Our systems of government, religion, education, science, technology, medicine, industry, and agriculture are failing miserably. You need to know why. Study a world in captivity to discover God's plan to free mankind from the clutches of the devil. For 6,000 years, humans have languished in captivity, but this prison sentence has almost expired. Liberty awaits. A new, perfect government is coming. It will be built on a strong foundation. Free at last, all mankind will prosper. This is the vision of the wonderful world tomorrow. You'll also receive our free reprint article, Mystery of the Two Trees. You can trace human captivity back in time 6,000 years to the Garden of Eden and the two trees of consequence. Adam and Eve chose death over life. Their decision affects your life and the entire world around you. Learn the consequences of rejecting God the Father in favor of Satan the devil. Discover how the two trees represent two opposite ways of life. Dig to the roots of the two trees. Examine the trunk, branches, and fruits. Realize that there are only two basic premises for all knowledge, creation or evolution. Only one can be correct. Choose correctly and you'll know how to truly live. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request our reprint articles, A World in Captivity, and Mystery of the Two Trees. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request our reprint articles, A World in Captivity, and Mystery of the Two Trees. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629.
The preceding program was a paid presentation of the Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.